0: At Lamb Weston, we know that crispy fries build rock-solid reputations, not just for us, but for our partners. Because whether your guests are dining in or taking out, crispiness is a key driver in determining if the consumer likes your fries. So as you're considering which fries are going to come through for you, look into the benefits of coated fries and how they can help boost your bottom line and your guests' experience. Just visit go.lambweston.com forward slash likecrispyfries And join Lamb Weston in seeing possibilities in potatoes.
1: Restaurants aren't the only businesses with labor problems. Distributors have their own challenges that are also driving up costs for operators. Hello, I'm Jonathan Mays, Editor-in-Chief of Restaurant Business, and in this week's episode of A Deeper Dive, I speak with Terry Walsh, the President of Southwest Distributors, to talk about the two types of labor shortages that are impacting restaurants, warehouse workers And delivery drivers. A lack of truck drivers has been an increasing problem for distributors for years, but has worsened during the pandemic, which played a major role in the increase in supply chain costs while causing problems with delayed or even canceled deliveries for many restaurants. But a warehousing worker shortage has also caused problems for distributors. Terry talks about these roles why companies have had problems getting these workers, and what distributors are doing about it. He talks about their impact on operators and on overall costs and what steps restaurants can do to make life easier on drivers. Terry knows a thing or two about the topic. He has been in the distribution business for more than 30 years and has spent 14 of those on the board of the International Food Service Distributors Association. We're going under the hood to look at the driver shortage, so please have a listen. All right, I'm here with Terry Walsh. Terry, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jonathan. Glad to be here. So let's start off. Why don't you tell us about yourself and what you do?
2: Yeah, I'm Terry Walsh. I'm the president for Southwest Traders. We're a family-owned distributor in Southern California, moving from founder-led to founder-inspired. Ken Smith, former Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year, is moving into other segments of the business, and he has... Four second generation boys, ranging from 28 to 35, that are in the business. And, and it wound up being a good opportunity for me to provide some of my experience to them to get ready for the second gen to take the business over. Mm-hmm. And I've been in the business for going on 30 years. In the previous life, I worked for a company that uh, grew from 250 million to 3.5 million a billion and have always been responsible i had both street and chain business but been primarily responsible for service in chain restaurants in that time so all the major brands i've worked with and developed that experience over time to deliver in food to restaurants so that's prior to this career i was in the marine corps briefly Eight years, I guess, uh, got out in nineteen ninety two. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, what's the biggest challenge you uh, you're facing right now? Well, it, you know, it's pretty simple. It's staffing. Uh, we're a people business. We rely on two people in particular: a delivery driver and a warehouse associate. And our business has become about attracting and retaining those two individuals who make. Of what we do possible. Mm-hmm. Which one is the toughest one to get? Well, probably over the course of the last 10 years, it's been the delivery driver. And in mm-hmm. the last 18 months, the warehouse associate has become equally challenging. So I would put them both on par with each other. I think historically, there's a lot written on the driver shortage about how difficult it is. There's been articles written that it doesn't exist. For us in the business of delivery drivers, we're really unique in that in an industry that has probably, I think it's three and a half million drivers, about 5% of those are food service delivery drivers. And they're industrial athletes that handle do 13 to 16 stops going up and down a ramp, wheeling product into the back of a restaurant, and really takes not only the CDLA and the driver skill set, but also those of a industrial athlete, physical condition to do it well and do it every day and face the elements where most of those other drivers are what they call bumping docks where they're driving the truck from point A to point B, backing up into a dock and offloading. Our drivers are making 13 to 16 stops. They're they're wheeling the product in, they're out in the elements. So whatever the weather is, they're facing the weather and that challenge in between the back of the truck and where the restaurant door is. So they've always been a challenge and will it appears to be will continue to be the warehouse associate is uh, typically the individual is coming right out of high school and they've chosen the group, the segment uh, that we recruit from that are high school graduates that aren't going to college and the physical demands for them is equally challenging. They're we're, uh, driving a pallet jack through the warehouse putting multiple cases onto a pallet, building the pallet for loading onto the back of the truck. They're a little bit different than the driver and that at least the driver's scenery is constantly changing with the warehouse associate. They're usually working odd hours. A lot of times if they're new hires, they're working the weekend and they're doing this very physically demanding job in an environment that is the warehouse, that the scenery doesn't change as frequently. And so the, that has created quite a challenge because that segment of the population is in decline because more and more kids are going to college. They're, mm-hmm. The labor economists are forecasting that segment to decline by 1% over the next 10 years. So it will only get more challenging for us. And like I said at the beginning, these are the two people that make our business go, the delivery driver and the warehouse associate. So in order to find them, we're spending a lot more time uh, recruiting and uh, looking at our policies to make it a more inviting place for them to work. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. I, I, I like that. I going to go back to the, the driver thing. And Interesting that you you call them industrial athletes. That's a really good, I and mean, then like you have to be, so you have to look for a very specific type of person that not only, it's certainly on the driver's side, is someone who wants to drive for a living, but also has to be able to, has to be in really good shape.
2: Yeah, there you often find that with our delivery drivers that their exercise and it's like going to the gym a whole week with one route. So they embrace the physical aspects of the job, It's an important part of why they do it. It helps keep them healthy. But much like an athlete, it takes conditioning, wellness, taking care of yourself, not playing hurt. Uh, If you get a strained muscle, take a day off to recuperate. All those things apply to, and it's it's true in the warehouse as well. That uh, you'll find the ones that are successful. And doing it for a while embrace the industrial athlete aspect of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, what have you had to do to to attract and retain employees? What kind of things have you had to do over there?
2: Well, I, I think what we all do is you look at the money that you're paying, and we've done very aggressive adjustments to compensation to be competitive in the market. You got to look at peers, what the peers are paying and also what Amazon's paying because everybody's faced with an Amazon center in their markets today. And so the, those are the warehouse and the drivers to me, to us. in we're in California, we're paying the drivers typically more than $100,000 a year. So they're they're well-paid, compensated. And uh, so pay was is the first aspect. The other elements that were, you know, you got your benefit cost and how much, how good your health insurance and all those basics of what you're covering. But because we're a people business, it's about uh, making sure that communication is open and two way, and we're responding to what the concerns are expressed by the drivers and the warehouse associates. And so several years ago, we started using a partner called Stay Metrics to survey our associates. And they, uh, at seven days, 45 days, and annually after that, as well as exit interviews, and they compile it to give us kind of the data and analytics view of what's frustrating our associates, what's making them quit. And that is the data that we use to, to... to make adjustments. And it all comes down to a people business interacting. One of the challenges that we face that's very difficult is uh, the number one concern for both driver and warehouse by a long measure is work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And our industry is at a disadvantage because we deliver at night And oftentimes we have customers who need deliveries on weekends. So those are uh, kind of the two items that are work against the work-life balance, but we're benchmarking peers and looking at how can we overcome that with, in our industry, we have bid packages for both warehouse and drivers. That's a individual schedule that an individual will fill and finding ways to give uh, appropriate amounts of time off. And it, when we can include the weekend, include the weekend as best you can. The other thing that's a very important part of our business is staying staff so that you don't put a burden of extra work on existing associates. Mm-hmm. The veterans will oftentimes support you and do take a six-day work the overtime, because they know the company needs the help. But if that is uh, not remedied quickly, it puts a burden on the associate. And even your best ones can't keep up that pace and don't want to keep up the pace. And today, with them having so many options of going to other places, as they say, they vote with their feet, that I'm not I'm not waiting around for them to get staffed up for this to get back to normal. I'm going to try it somewhere else. So that our entire focus is on that work-life balance for delivery drivers and warehouse associates to give them a stable, predictable schedule that they can plan their lives around. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah one of the things that we've heard certainly on the on on uh, from restaurants in and it was particularly uh, we heard it a lot over the last year is like missed deliveries where we had situations where drivers didn't show up or something along those lines or something something happened how do you avoid situations like that from a distributor's perspective i mean how do you avoid
2: that well it's coming back to without a doubt with the pandemic and the kind of what they're calling the great resignation. It's been a big challenge for distributors to stay staffed appropriately. And there have been uh, circumstances where there's distributors who, especially in the Midwest and on the East coast that have struggled. And I feel for them. We're a little bit smaller family business. We only have three locations. How do we prevent it? We have a daily 7.30 calls seven days a week that I'm on and we're making sure I understand firsthand what's going on with staffing and making sure everybody's staying staffed up and putting resources to wherever we need to stay ahead of the game. It has been a tremendous effort for us with three centers. So when you're one of the majors with 60, 70 plus distribution centers trying to manage that. I can imagine that's a challenge and there may be some that uh, haven't been able to stay ahead of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for us, it's like a dog on a bone to stay on the staffing to make sure that you don't slip to the point where you're not doing deliveries and knock on wood. We, we have not had that challenge at Southwest traders.
1: Mm-hmm so is Amazon your biggest competitor for for drivers, or has this just been something building for a while?
2: Well, not, Amazon probably the biggest competitor in the market for uh, warehouse, the warehouse associates. Yeah. Uh, I think for drivers, because mm-hmm. you know, I and I might have the numbers wrong, but I think we're it's about three point five million, and of that, about five percent are delivery mm-hmm. drivers. Mm-hmm. So for us. When you're recruiting, you're not look. We're looking at, at peers. That beer delivery, food delivery, are two of the probably the primary areas where you're gonna draw from somebody that you at least know they understand the physical demands of the job, because if you don't. You're going you're gonna to hire a guy that was with a common carrier that, that was bumping docks, and uh, you can do all the explaining you want, and then the, uh, show him the video, and then he goes out and does it himself, and he's going to quit his first route, because this is such a different job than a typical truck driver. And our industry has a challenge, both operator and distributor. And we've been talking about this for a while. How do we make us better as a customer to be more attractive to the driver to help support you, right? Mm -hmm. So from a very big picture, uh, the most simple thing that could happen is no Saturday and Sunday deliveries. That would be a big change because that's a challenge for a restaurant operator during their busiest time that did not take deliveries. But that to me is one of them. The other thing is a simple thing is a clear path, right? The clear path for the driver and also a place to park. Mm-hmm. So a place to park, a clear path to where they need to deliver, no weekends, no kind of three fundamental rules or guidelines would be home runs, and, and most, I would say 99% of operators in the GM have an incredible relationship with their driver. They feed them, thank them, show appreciation. They already have that piece down, uh, and, and, you know, and uh, have the relationship with them because our drivers will have the GM cell phone number and call them. If there's anything on route that's getting to be a problem. But I think, you know, for our industry, we have the unique challenge of both the distributor and the operator value the delivery driver and how important he or she is to the business. And so some of the things we're thinking about is can we get to a point where we're not doing Saturday and Sunday deliveries? And that's a that's a challenge, especially with concepts that are challenged for space and rely on more frequent deliveries. It's not an option always. So then if we're going to do weekends, how are we going to do the packages so that we're given maybe more time off during the week for those that are doing the weekend deliveries? Mm -hmm. And and of course, it always comes to money. Are you going to pay a premium for the weekend work for the drivers and all of those things you know we've been working on and they're definitely driving up the labor costs for the distributor amplified by the tough labor market
1: mm-hmm. so i want to ask you about okay so you mentioned a clear path and a place to park could you explain a explain what do you mean by clear path and and why are those two elements important
2: The challenge for our, when you talk about a delivery driver, the driving skills, 70% of our accidents occur in parking lots. And that's because you go into any chain restaurant, look at where they're they're situated and how you got to navigate as a customer to get into their parking space. Now imagine that you're operating a 48-foot tractor trailer and trying to guide yourself to park, where you can put yourself in a relatively close location to the back door, where you're not going to be have a threat from traffic. And it's always a challenge in urban areas, uh, especially. So that uh, designating where the spot's going to be, you see some of the uh, major operators I've seen that literally put cones out when they're expecting the driver to show up so that they're putting the spot and the driver feels, wow, look at that. They got the cones waiting for me when I come in. The clear path is the delivery into the restaurant is typically going to be anywhere from 80 to 200 cases right? Individual cases that need to be handled. And those cases are coming off the back of the truck onto a hand cart and either down a ramp or a lift gate and, and wheeled into the back of the restaurant. So from the parking spot to the restaurant, the back door, and from the back door to whatever area the product's going to be dropped. Is there a clear path? And that's what I mean by clear path. And it's always a challenge that, you know, with trash day and the driver faced with, uh, you know, bad weather, bad parking, and then wheeling their first load in and there's trash at the back door that they need to move out of the way. Those are all things that have been tipping points for us losing drivers over the time and trying to at least set them up for success with the delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I, I, uh, you know, every time I see a, a driver trying to do a delivery in a tough spot, I, uh, I just feel that that's, I mean, you have to have some real driving skills sometimes to get into some of the places that somebody were right. forced to go through. Oh, uh, And then I can't even fathom urban areas. That just, that would just, it boggles my mind even thinking about it.
2: And, and so, when we go back to what makes our drivers special in the 3.5 million, the, most of those drivers need to worry about driving. Ours, the price of admission is being able to navigate that big truck in very difficult circumstances. And that is a skill set that not every one of those drivers have, especially in tight spaces in urban areas. But add to that the industrial athlete challenge and you see that it is really a unique individual that we're looking for to, to be our delivery drivers and service our customers.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, do you see uh, any, any any hope for improvement on, on some, from a drive on the driver's side? I mean do you see any is it getting any better in the last few months or do you see this as really a long-term challenge?
2: Yeah, well, for us, the the, the demographics of the uh, the target group we focus it tells us this isn't going to get any easier. The uh, college grad or high school grads not going to college that pool is going to decline year after year uh, for the next ten years. The forecast. Combine that with. The the, uh, you know, folks uh, want work-life balance. There's clearly the Gen Z has made clear this is more important to them. And they're motivated by things different than my group, the baby boomers. And so it's a different world that we just need to adapt to. So it's not going to get any easier, but our operators and their willingness to adapt to they're, they're, you know, they you know they're the customer, but they also know the importance of the delivery driver. And the ones that I've discussed it with, they're open. Just tell us what you need and see. We'll do what we can to support you to be successful. The other thing is technology, technology making the job easier and that less physical demanding. So on the horizon, the idea of automated trucks all... The automated trucks in an urban area are far away, but all of the technology associated with automation are already coming in and making it easier to drive the tractor for the driver. Also, more comfortable. I mean, today's tractor, if you ride in them, the ride automatic transmission, you feel like you're in an escalade. They're quiet, they're comfortable. They're well put together. The OEMs have done a tremendous job of that. So the technology and automation are all part of that. Our work constantly on trailers with lift gates and equipment to make the delivery easier is something that we're always looking at helping to do a better job of. The same in the warehouse, where we're talking a lot about the driver, but the warehouse associate is equally important. And the way that they build at their pallets and load it on the truck. We talk about weekend clear path for our own in-house. It's load condition report from the driver. They evaluate the condition of their load. And if they're frustrated with that, they're that's a major cause of turnover for us. Mm-hmm. And the quality of the load is driven by the warehouse associate selector and the loader putting it in there building it right and making it easy for the driver to deliver and we've got technologies in the warehouse that are allowing that us to do that better than we've ever done it before
1: yeah so so, it, it so, seems like there's a lot of warehousing technology that's came come on in recent years like uh, and Amazon does a really good job with that technology inside the warehouse and in part to make jobs a lot easier I mean you imagine you see that coming pretty rapidly too.
2: Well end. where well we talked about tra- tractor technology which is you know mm-hmm. we see it we see it in our own vehicles with automation in the warehouse absolutely it's the the acceleration of new developments there's always opportunity historically in our business food service distributors because of the complexity the number of skus the different sizes From cases to eaches to shipping knives and forks, it's a little bit complicated because Amazon scales much bigger, and so there's more opportunity. But with ours, it's still people doing the picking, and uh, automation may come a time. It's becoming more and more important to look at it, but it's still more economical right now for most distributors to not do it although that could rapidly change over the next few years. And that particular area is an important area for us to look at as well. In now a focus on individual processes and occurrences in the warehouse of automating, and especially in those high turnover jobs. And there may not be an ROI, a, a payback of it, but there's an elimination of a job that has been traditionally very difficult to fill. And that's where I think automation will be focused with the food service distributor. Mm -hmm. So
1: um, I guess one last question, how big of a role have these shortages played in in sort of supply chain costs? Because we've seen a lot of supply chain costs and a lot of the different issues that have, I mean, there's commodity cost increases, but then there's also just the cost of getting things delivered and labor issues. How much has labor played a role in that?
2: Well, probably when you take a look at what we, uh, what our charge to a customer is for delivering 55% of it, 60% of it are labor costs. Hmm. So the other portion, major portion is fuel. So those are things that the market is what it is, and you can see from inflation and job growth, and mm-hmm. especially in warehouse and drivers, that that is a cost that just gets passed on through the supply chain. So it's been a real, it's been the source of our need for any type of, of fee adjustment is is labor, and of course we. Learned long ago that every business, if you're delivering, you need a fuel surcharge. to Cover the cost of uh, increased fuel. Yeah, I didn't even ask you about diesel. Diesel costs are through the roof. It's crazy, it's crazy. And they're experiencing on some parts of the East Coast right now, supply shortages, similar Mm -hmm. to uh, supply chain shortages in the system. And we haven't seen it out here on the West Coast. But it's something that we're keeping our eye on because all of it doesn't matter if you can't uh, start the truck up and drive it because yeah. you don't have fuel. Yeah, I do wonder
1: if this ultimately forces the issue on electric uh, self-driving trucks so even quicker than than we'd imagine. I mean, it's a lot of this stuff. I think is coming very, very quickly. But you just got to wonder if this really does sort of force the issue and 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 force companies to look really harder at it, just because it's such a I mean, you know some of these shortages are 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 so challenging, and it's not getting any easier to find drivers
2: yeah, well, the electric technology again I, a couple of years back, Tesla was deep into it and mm-hmm. promised to uh, you know committed that it was going to roll out in fact, Cisco announced that they had bought sixty <laughs> of their Tesla tractors, and now you know they had maybe they Uh, They delayed, they delayed, and I I don't even think they have a target date on them. But big picture for our industry, it is attractive where the common carrier will be worried about driving cross-country and having all the charging ports. Our typical delivery routes are shorter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the local routes could be 150. If you're doing chains, they could go to 300 to 500, but... Most, the majority would be under 300, which makes the range for electric. You don't have to worry about recharge when you're out delivering. We're looking at that. We're hoping for it. We're looking at electric reefers. We're looking at electric tractors because those are those have great potential in our industry.
1: All right, Super. Terry, this was fantastic. Really appreciate you joining uh, me this
2: week on the podcast. All right, Jonathan. Thanks for having me.
1: And that should do it for this week's episode of A Deeper Dive, which was edited, as always, by Kimberly Kosmerich, our work by Nico Hines. You may find this and other episodes of the podcast on our website at www.restaurantbusinessonline.com backslash article backslash deeper dash dive. You may also subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else you get your fancy listening shows. I'm Jonathan Mays, your host, podcast producer, and the editor-in-chief of Restaurant Business. Thank you for listening.
0: Weston, we know that crispy fries build rock solid reputations, not just for us, but for our partners. Because whether your guests are dining in or taking out, crispiness is a key driver in determining if the consumer likes your fries. So as you're considering which fries are going to come through for you, look into the benefits of coated fries and how they can help boost your bottom line and your guests experience. Just visit go.lamweston.com forward slash like crispy fries And join Lamb Weston in seeing possibilities in potatoes.